everyone. Uh, thank you for joining. Today I have an um, amazing makeup artist from Calgary, Mariam Akbar. We've worked with each other a million times, I think maybe even more. And um, I'm super excited for this interview for a couple of reasons. First of all, I think that makeup is, you know, it's a big part of photography and especially the stuff what I do. And um, yeah, I, I'm super excited because I have so many questions for you and I think the people who will be watching this um, this this podcast and this video um, they're also interested to hearing um, you know some of this feedback from makeup artists someone who've been in this industry for so many years and um, the first question what I have to you I know you've been in this in this industry for many many years and a lot of my Photographer, like fellow photographers, are always asking me like how and where we can find good makeup artists. It's like any other industry; there is so many makeup artists out there, and even like based on my own experience, you can get someone who is really good, and you can get someone who is average, or you can get someone who can completely ruin your work and basically take the quality of of the final product way down. So what would be the kind of um, things we should look for whenever we are trying to find and hire makeup artists? Yeah, that's a great question. And thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here too. And to, you know, photography, makeup, they go hand in hand. We've, we've talked about this a million times. Yes. Like it's definitely like a partnership. It's almost like, I don't know, just without one, the other one just isn't as, as, as powerful. Um, so I think that photography makeup, yeah, they, it's a very kind of special relationship. And I think when photographers are looking for makeup artists, I think social media is kind of where it's at now. So, um, you know, I believe you can really gauge a person's quality of work, you know, from their page. Uh, I think that you could tell someone that's just beginning or someone that's a little bit more experienced. Uh, so I think the quality of the work is going to show in their pictures. And I think that you know, sometimes you just don't know. And sometimes you really just, you have to try, you have to, like anything in life, that's kind of like trial and error. And I will say that it has to, like a partnership has to go far beyond a person's, you know, talents. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you would agree that, you know, when you're working with people that are like like-minded, there's like a really good flow, good Absolutely. energy, it just feels better. So I think that, I think that, People, um, you know, photographers, makeup artists, whoever, when you're looking for someone to do a job, think past that job. Mm -hmm. Don't just think of the job at hand. Think about, you know, forming a partnership because you grow so well together when, you know, you have people aligned in your circle. Okay. So let's say we're looking at someone's page, right? And I, we know that sometimes those images are altered or retouched and, and stuff like that. So what kind of qualities in your opinion we should look for right because the makeup application in in my opinion is is crucial for headshot photography for any type of photography especially when we're photographing um people but you know what kind of things we should look for so let's say you know there's different types of makeup right sometimes we see you know someone needs very light makeup sometimes we see something very very heavy so how we can kind of judge, okay, you know what, this person, let's say they know exactly what they're doing or against people who yeah. 
we can look at their work and we can say, hey, you know what? The, the work is not developed yet. The, the style is not there. And the, the, pe the person who is doing the makeup still needs to lots to learn. I'm going to try to kind of go a little bit more into the rabbit hole with this because that's always yeah, what's fascinating it's, me. It's so great. I think that there's also so many uh, aspects to this. As great as social media is to network and mm -hmm. to find people that you know you want to align with and work with and grow together, you bring up such a valid point in terms of well, you know, some work is you know retouched. Sometimes there's filters. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's overly edited. And um, I think that I mean when you look at something, I think most people will know if it's like more raw or if it's overly you know edited. A great way to have to see to see if someone is going to align with kind of your style or what you want is definitely in videos. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of times now you'll see you know makeup artists posting more videos because I think that there was a point when um, they were being kind of challenged in a sense mm -hmm. of like you know we we know you can do all this stuff to make it look that much better. So if it's a video, it's definitely going to be more raw uh, raw footage. What you want is you want to be able to look at a picture and you want to feel like the person still looks like themselves. Mm -hmm. It's not overly done and that things are well blended. So any harsh lines, if we were to get technical with makeup, any harsh lines you see, it's not, you need, you need like a light hand and you need things to be like blended. So you don't really know where like one starts and one finishes in terms mm -hmm. of like color. Yeah, that's a good tip. So I'm going to kind of go yeah. back a little bit with with the question and I'm going to ask you um, why makeup is so important because this is the question what I'm getting also from photographers and from the clients. And then you probably, you know, witnessed this million times. A lot of clients ask like, oh, you know, I don't do makeup on a daily basis. Why for my headshot I need the makeup? So I would like to kind of, I I would like to kind of hear your feedback on it. What the feedback can bring to the table for the client? Oh my God! You know, not just because I do makeup, you guys. I cannot emphasize the importance of a polished look, especially when you're doing headshots for business. Everything matters. Yes. Your hair matters. Your makeup matters. What you're wearing matters. Your demeanor matters. Matters <laughs> and your manners matter. <laughs> so basically, when someone wants to hire you, if you're taking headshots, you know, humans were naturally drawn to things that look polished and clean. We're going to trust in someone that looks polished and put together, that this person is going to take whatever task we need at hand, they're going to be able to professionally kind of see it through. You're not, it's just, it's just the way we operate. You're not going to have as much trust. In someone that doesn't seem polished, it's almost mm -hmm. like it's not credible. Like they don't take their job seriously, or they don't maybe respect their clients enough to really like show up for them in a sense. Um, so, if I'm scrolling on social media instantly, like I can right away tell from a picture if it's professional makeup or not. Mm -hmm. It's just a different kind of finish, and I think that people are scared because you know they want to look like themselves. They mm -hmm. want that picture on the website to be the same person that shows up to the client's house. So mm -hmm. the client's like, not like, who the heck are you? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to look the same. And I think that that's something that people are always worried about. Like I'm taking these headshots. I'm going to put them on my business card, on my social mm -hmm. media pages. 
but I want it to be me so that on a daily when I don't have you, Mary, I'm doing my makeup and I'm going to, you know, sell a house and I'm meeting this client that I'm going to arrive and it's still going to be me. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that that's a concern of people when it does come down to getting makeup done is, is it going to change them so much mm -hmm. for their, uh, for their business. And my advice to that is um, open communication. You know, when you're going to get, like, even if I was coming to get a picture done by you and it's like, okay, you know, this is kind of, this is what I envision, this is what I want the vibe to be, then you're going to know and together we'll get there. Same as makeup. They come and they tell me, you know, I want to be really fresh, I want to still look like me, but I really love a bright lip, I'm known mm -hmm. for a bright lip. All of these things matter and, and, and together we'll get there. Yeah. So how do you justify this from the, the, the makeup artist perspective? Because I've been... In many situations on many of my shoes where the makeup artist has a you know different vision than the client right and sometimes as you said you need to find somehow this kind of happy medium where you know the the, 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 the client is happy and the makeup artist also is happy with the with the end results and I know like this is one thing what I really love about your work and then we've done so many shoots together where I could really see that you communicating well with the with the client and you you push on some of those shoots where you know it had to be pushed but we had some you know photo shoots where we work with young person and and, and you just did really really light or just kind of enhance some of those you know features of their faces right so if you could just give me a little bit of kind of like rundown how like you know you 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 coming to let's say the the, the session or the, the photo shoot and you justify, okay, you know, this is the person, how I'm going to kind of make this work. Yeah. Um, open communication is key. I think that it comes with years of experience as well. I mean, you start off with open communication regardless of how long you've been doing mm -hmm. makeup. I think that when an artist first starts doing makeup artistry, mm -hmm. they perceive asking questions to the client as the client taking it, but they don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. This is a very common thing. Um, so it's like, well, no, I, I don't know what to do. And I want to ask my client, you know, what does she want to have done? But if I ask her, is she going to think that I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know mm -hmm. my job. So I'm not going to ask her is the biggest mistake that you can make. People love when, when they feel, first of all, it's an opportunity for you to have, um, you know, a little bit of like breaking the ice before the make appointment where you just mm -hmm. have, you know, a couple of minutes of chatting with your client, see what their lifestyle is and what they will want. That is key. And then I think that, they're, you're not going to win every time, to your mm -hmm. point. Sometimes the makeup artist has a vision and, and the client has a vision. And we're not going to always win. I've had clients that have done the exact same lip color for 20 years. Mm -hmm. This is the lip color that they use, and this is what they want. It's their safe place. Mm -hmm. As soon as I take that color away, they're going to feel like you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, vulnerable. It's just a small example. But basically... I'm not going to win in this in this uh, in this argument where I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, maybe you should focus on it lighter or darker, or whatever. This is her color. This is what she loves. This is what she wants. And there's cases where I'm going to be very honest. You just have to, you know, gently advise. But if it's a client that's really set on doing something, you you got to just give it to them and work the rest of the makeup to make that one thing work. Okay. Cool. So my next question is about. Makeup for young people versus makeup for, let's say, a little bit older people. Because sometimes what I see, young people, they just push into the limit 
right? And they want to have the makeup just way overdone. And then you have the older people who they don't want to make up at all, right? They just completely, they want to avoid this. So um, so my question to you is like, if you could just um, kind of tell me a little bit about, as I said, like, you know, makeup for younger people and makeup for older people, because this is one of the biggest challenges what I have, you know, during my, my, my sessions that there's a different types of makeup for those. Let's say the older you get, you have to kind of have different application just to kind of, you know, cover some of those things, which we don't want to actually see and how we can convince those young people that, you know, they don't really need much makeup. They have natural beauty. They, the skin is, is healthy. The, you know, they just need a little bit of touch-ups here and there and they're good to go. Yeah, great question. I think it also ties with your with your question just before this. It's like basically, it's like how how do you know? You know, how do you know what to do on your clients? How do you know how to deal with it if there's a situation where you know you want something and they want something? How do you deal with a client that's young versus a client that's more mature? And first and foremost, I will say that be a little bit forgiving to yourself. You know, experience is the best teacher. Mm -hmm. So with time. You're going to learn what you need to do on the client, how to best communicate, how to best advise. And I feel like we actually, honestly, if I was to just reflect on my clients now, I feel like we live in a world where everyone is really leaning more towards that kind of effortless natural beauty. Mm -hmm. So I would say a few years ago, I think the younger kids definitely packed it on a lot more. But right now we're living in a world where even they are like, you know, I don't really wear a lot of makeup or I don't want a lot. And mm -hmm. for the most part, all across the board, I feel like people are really embracing this natural kind of way to be where it's there, but it's not. Mm -hmm. So, and there yeah. are certain things that like more youthful people can get away with than, than adults. But again, for the most part, it's like, I think everyone kind of knows their own. You know, mm -hmm. like, it's very rare that you're going to get a more mature lady saying, like, you know, I want, I want bright eyeshadow or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like you've kind of passed that phase. Um, so, yeah, and, and young kids, honestly, yeah, for the most part, the, the ones that I've been doing, whether for grad makeup or whatever, they, they are liking more of a natural thing, which is great. Mm -hmm. So my next question is, and this is mostly from, like, a photography perspective and photographer, and I had this situations many many times especially for you know headshot photography people with really bad skin you know they're coming and then you can see the skin is unhealthy there's people are not really looking after themselves when it comes to you know kind of having the skin skin the way it should be so what would you recommend postpone the photo shoot and kind of give them some advice to just bring the skin to like some kind of decent quality or with the Today's, I would say, I don't know, makeup applications, you can, you're able to pretty much just cover everything. Yeah, I think that, I think that with photography, it's a little bit more forgiving because of post and, and then mm -hmm. the editing process. Um, so I think that between, you know, myself as a makeup artist and you as the photographer, for example, if we have a client that has, you know, not really good skin, I think that with both of our capabilities, mm -hmm. we'll be able to get the picture to a point mm -hmm. where it's like really good. I always emphasize taking good care of your skin. I, as a makeup artist, I I know the importance of that. My makeup isn't going to look as good on someone that doesn't take good care of their skin. Mm -hmm. So a common mistake that people make is they think that instead of just taking care of their skin, they'll just cover up the problems and make them go away. Yeah. You have to treat it. Mm -hmm. So 
I believe in the investment of taking care of your skin because mm -hmm. I'd rather be proactive than reactive. Instead of waiting for it to get bad, just do a little bit every day. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we're talking about things that we can control. There's skin conditions that we can't control that are hormonal. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that the client, whether they wait for the photo shoot or not, they have problems skin. It's a hormonal thing that they're working very closely with a, a dermatologist or whatnot to correct. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that it is important to educate people on the importance of clean skin. So following that question is, you know, again, from the photographer perspective, what should I say to, let's say, my client to prepare their skin and their face for the photo shoot? And I'm, and I'm not talking about yeah. any type of, like, you know, makeup application or anything like that. But I've heard, for example, like, you know, drinking water before the shoot just to kind of get the skin a little bit more like moisturize and stuff. Is there any specific, I would say, things you can do prior to shoot, let's say week before, so you can kind of prepare yourself for the session and kind of get the skin yeah, at least absolutely. to some kind of decent level? Yeah, I think that like for me, whether it's like I'm doing, you know, anytime I can make a, a client or you're going to have a client that's going to come take um, pictures, I think it is important to educate them on getting prepared for this shoot. And one of the ways they get prepared is through their skin. So I always actually advise that they get a facial, mm -hmm. um, especially for my brides. It's just really important. You know, you get rid of that dullness, you get rid of the dead skin, any problem mm -hmm. areas that you have. And if it's a week before, then your skin has time to heal. Water is number one. So okay. when you say I've heard they drink water, it is so important. It's so important. That hydration is going to give you more of like that plumpness. It's not going to be as dull. Mm -hmm. uh, so getting a facial a week before, water, you know, having a, a good skincare routine, just, you know, advising to your clients, just make sure that you're exfoliating and moisturizing your skin before your shoot. Uh just because it does make a huge difference in the in the overall picture. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to kind of switch the gear a little bit and talk about those harsh clients who are never happy and then you yeah. do your best and then, you know, like we've, we've all had those in our career. Right. And I think that's also kind of the same applies for the photography, but also for the makeup, right? So it's like I kind of, I had situations where, the start off was there was the the person was not happy with the makeup then with the with the photos how how you deal with those type of situations where you finish your product you think based on your experiences you know this whole thing looks flawless looks good but the person doesn't like it for whatever reason that's a honestly that is such a great question it's a question that's always asked like anytime mm -hmm. people find out that i'm a makeup artist they're like Tell us about your worst experience. <laughs> what was the worst experience you've ever had? You know, it's just, it's a very popular question. Again, I want to go back to my point about being proactive rather mm -hmm. than reactive. I can't stress enough the consultation period or the, um, the communication period before working with someone. I think that that, you know, the five minutes that that's going to take is going to really help to relieve a lot of problems because it's a better understanding of what your client wants. Mm -hmm. That being said, we, we do that all the time with our clients, and we try to be as proactive as possible, but in the end, there might still be, well, I'm not happy with this, or I'm not happy with that. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's different people for this. So yep. you have, you have like, it's, there's not just one answer, because it just really depends on the person. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a personal preference, where again, like the you know example that I gave about the lady that wore the same lipstick color for 20 years, for mm -hmm. example. 
makeup is a personal preference. You know, how someone looks in their photos is a personal preference. So there's things that, you know, that you do and it looks really good and you think that it looks good mm -hmm. and you're very happy with your work and then they might look in the mirror and not be happy with it. It's because it's a personal preference. They're either not used to it. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're not used to it. Uh, they've been doing it the same way for a long time. So there's that. And then the other people are people that will never be satisfied no matter what. So mm -hmm. the first group is a person that it just has a personal preference to something. Mm -hmm. So it's nothing against your work. It's not yeah. that they don't like the quality of your work or, or how you do it. It's that they just prefer a, a way in their eyes. And then, then you have the people, no matter what you do, they are going to be unsatisfied. I used to lose sleep over these people because I always felt sabotaged. I always felt that I failed, that I did something wrong, that I wasn't good at my job. I wasn't good at, you know, knowing what to do. Years of experience has taught me that it's not a me problem at this point. It's a them problem. So did you have situations where, and I think when it comes to, let's say, the, the wedding makeup, I think most of makeup artists do those like a pre-trial thing where they just test them, right? And I think that's fantastic because then you can really figure it out if, if the person likes it or, you know, what kind of adjustment you can make and all this stuff. But with the photo shoot and headshot, it's like a one-deal thing, right? You come in, they do the makeup, and then you have to somehow, you know, deal with the this, this situation um, afterwards. But did you have a situation in your career where you actually just, I'm not saying refuse, but said no to the client because you knew this is going to be the most challenging person in my life and doesn't matter what I do, the person is not going to be happy? Um, no, I've, I've, I've never said no. I'm very, mm -hmm. very understanding and very easygoing and too patient. Mm -hmm. Too patient for my own good. So for me, I, I work very hard to get the client to a place where they're they're feeling comfortable. Mm -hmm. I care so much about the client that at the end of the day, I want to work on these issues that they're having, mm -hmm. even if it goes deeper than the makeup, which a lot of times it is the deeper issues. So a lot of people joke about us being almost like psychologists or counselors or whatever, because mm -hmm. you know, you're with your client for an hour and there's you know you're dealing with someone's insecurities. So I I really invest a lot of time into getting there. At the end of the day, sometimes a session may end and you may feel like it's not 100% what it needs to be. Like you mm -hmm. either get the vibe from the, the client where they're they're just going to settle and, and they're just like they're kind of, you know, tired and they don't want to give you a hard time. But maybe they're not 100% mm -hmm. happy. And a lot of times it just, you try and then it just mm -hmm. gets to a point where you just both kind of surrender and accept it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. if that makes sense. And I think, yeah, yeah, it has... 100% sense and I think that even when it comes to photography I found whenever I'm shooting you know that this whole thing kind of comes out from the person right because as you said they might not be happy about you know the makeup but there's some baggage with them which you know some issues with Absolutely. the family or they have some insecurities or there's million other things which kind of they have to carry with them and um, they maybe not try to dump us on you, but this, like sometimes I feel like, especially when you do, let's say, headshots, where it's like very, very personal, and these people kind of see themselves, yeah. and then it's like, okay, this is me, I'm getting older, whatever, plus I have all these um, situations in my life which are not 
you know, happy or there's some problems or issues or whatever, then this whole thing kind of explodes, right? Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I completely um, hear I what you're saying and I, I'm going through the same experiences for sure. Agreed. And I think in the beauty, like in, in our, all of our industries and in a lot of industries, this is an issue mm -hmm. so that I think, you know, most things are a lot deeper than we think. And I think that our jobs are difficult mm -hmm. because we deal with someone on such an intimate level mm -hmm. that you're dealing with their most extreme insecurities, like mm -hmm. with your headshots. To your point, when you're saying, you know, I get close, it's personal. They're going to see every little thing. If they got older, there's three more wrinkles on the right eye. You know, like mm -hmm. there's, it, it's difficult. And I think that that's why some people just aren't successful in what we do, because it isn't just about taking the picture. It isn't just about mm -hmm. applying the eyeliner. There's a deeper, there's a deeper job that we have to do. You know, for you to understand and assess your audience and feel like this person is insecure, you know, that's on you to help them through that, to coach them through that, to pick positions that they're going to feel most comfortable, to mm -hmm. go at the angle that they like the best. You know, it's a lot deeper. Mm -hmm. But I think makeup is pretty much the same because you're trying to expose the beauty of the oh, person, yeah. right? Absolutely. And and worse. Yeah, and then you try to show them what is possible, how what they can, how they can look like, or how you can enhance certain features on their faces. And I think some people they're not comfortable with that. But uh, I also think that when it comes to let's say headshots, right? And this is something I've noticed that people have to because you're changing their look, right? You change their daily appearance, I would say, and then they have to digest this and they have to kind of accept the the new me right and especially for headshots you know this image is going to represent them right so and putting the makeup and all the stuff you're just doing this whole transformation for them and some people love that but some people i think have a hard time to kind of accept that right and takes them time i had remember a couple stories where people hate my images after the shoot and then a week after when they kind of like calm down and they look at them for a little bit longer like oh now i can really see this whole thing from the different perspective but at the first looks like a slap in the face right and i think the same with the makeup what is interesting like you know can you look at yourself and they like you know getting this kind of sparks in their eyes and they're like oh my god this is like this is really me so this is this is kind of something which is um pretty cool to see sometimes on those shoots where you can do this completely different um Transformation, transformation for the person absolutely I agree, yeah so and i think yeah. that i think that that is the beauty in our job in a sense because sometimes we do get to push mm -hmm. uh you know we push people outside of their comfort zones when you mm -hmm. say you know when the client originally looks at it they might not fully you know love the way that i photograph them but a week later they they like it it's because basically you push them out of their comfort zone. So at first it's like this shock, mm -hmm. but then after then they start to become more comfortable and maybe, you know, feel more liberated about the experience in a mm -hmm. sense. Absolutely. So now I have a couple of questions regarding makeup for men. And this is something where a lot of photographers, especially hatchet photographers, struggle with. And and what I mean by that is um, especially for the corporate work, you know, we getting hired to do this quick photo shoot for some CEO who is running from the lunch and then you know he's all sweaty and then he needs to stay at the front of the camera so my question is is there any products you would recommend for men and if there's also yeah. any ways to men 
to prepare themselves for um, the headshot session. And my following question is, um, also, do you recommend makeup for men as well? Like, do, do, do this is the common thing these days or this is something which is new? I know, like, whenever I go to, let's say, doing some shoots, let's say, in TV, you know, the, 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 the TV anchors, they do makeup for themselves, right? But I think the biggest struggle, what I found is, like, the, the sweatiness. Like, you know, they always, some men have big issues with, with that. And on the photos, we all know, it looks like, horrible it's like a something which takes hours to retouch right so is anything yeah. would you could recommend or kind of like um, explore this a little bit more yeah great question so i think that we we're still not there yet in terms mm -hmm. of makeup for men but we've come a long way i think that you know 10 years ago or 20 years ago if a guy heard that you know we're going to put makeup on you i think it would have been a lot more difficult back then i think now that people are really warming up to the idea of it and listen, I mean, you know, these sports anchors sometimes, like, I look at them, like, I really like the color of lip they yeah. used on that guy. <laughs> like, but it's a bit extreme. Like, sometimes I see them on TV, and I'm like, it's a bit extreme. I think that there has to be, ha like, a happy medium. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're not telling you to, you know, put makeup on and go out. But I think that when relevant, it is important, again, it, to be polished in a picture and to just look really professional. It's a really important thing. So when I do makeup for men, what I do is I always start off with a mattifying primer. So obviously the skincare thing is still mm -hmm. applicable here where, you know, an exfoliator at least, like the night before, just exfoliate their skin, get rid of any of, you know, the dead, the, the dead skin sitting on top. Mm -hmm. Make sure that their skin is moisturized. So mm -hmm. I always carry a moisturizer in my makeup kit and I do, I I advise a lot of makeup artists to do that because when you work with dry skin, it's very, it's very hard. Um, so moisturize, mattifying primer. The, the primer, it, it almost lures the imperfections mm -hmm. to get the right one. Uh, so, it, yeah, it'll help to fill in fine lines. It'll help to blur the pores, which you're saying that sometimes it's like quite sweaty and the sweat is coming from the pores. So it will mm -hmm. help to kind of, you know, fill those in and, and blur them. Translucent oil-free powder all over. Mm -hmm. That will also help mattify. And the powder helps seal everything so that it lasts longer as well. Okay. The, the dryness from the powder helps kind of soak everything up. And sometimes I will do a very, very, very light warm contour just to kind of emphasize a little bit like around their hairline mm -hmm. and their cheeks. It doesn't look like makeup per se. It almost looks like a, like a little bit of a shadowing effect but it gives a really nice complexion and lip balm. So is there any specific products you would recommend for men? Because I've been dealing this for years and I couldn't find anything kind of... I, I had some products, but I, I've heard that there's specific products for men, especially those products which can kill the sweat and this like, uh, you know, um, how you call it, like some men getting this really oily skin, which is really yeah. shiny on the photos and looks yeah. horrible. So would you recommend any kind of specific product for that type of stuff? So so. So, so let's say photographers, you know, like the, the, the client doesn't have to have a makeup, but photographer can have something in their bag. Okay, you know, I have this client, I can give yeah. it something to them and yeah. they can kind of use it, right? I remember um, the one of the tip what I was, well, giving to my clients, go to the washroom, take the toilet paper and tap it, right? Just to kind of, so that was the simple that stuff. That works too, yeah. Yeah, that works. Yeah, 
honestly, that works so well. Um, so, but if you want to, if you don't want to talk to a bathroom take toilet yeah. paper, always have blotting wipes. So Sephora, you know, Shoppers Drug Mart, a lot of them, they'll have blotting wipes that you give. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like the material of like a tissue paper, like almost like a, like a tissue paper at school that we used to use. It's almost kind of that texture. And they come in little blocks. So during your shoot, if the client gets super oily, you just get your blotting tissue and you just press it against their skin. And in, in like two seconds, the oil is off. Mm -hmm. A lot of them come also with like a powder on them. Like there's one that's like a rice powder that's on the blotting thing. So not only does it remove the oil, but it also helps to mattify with the, with the, the powder. Mm -hmm. um, so blotting wipes are really important. Uh, Benefit has a really nice primer that's a pores no more primer. Mm -hmm. It's called pores no more. So that's the one that you would get and put all over the face to give the illusion of like a more flawless kind of blurred face with the mm -hmm. pores and stuff. But that one is awesome. And then you can just get like a translucent powder. So this is one that's not going to leave any color or anything. Um, they often come white. It's a very finely milled powder. So when it goes on, it just kind of just really absorbs into the skin. And it also helps to kill shine. Mm -hmm. so, so those would be my three top tips. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. I'm going to just go a little bit more technical right now because I want to talk a little bit about contouring. And the, the main reason I'm talking about it is... When it comes to headshot photography, one of the biggest, I would say, challenges for a lot of photographers is getting this dimension into their face, right? So they want to have this amazing dimension where, you know, the face features are um, kind of exposed, especially a lot of them. And again, more from kind of photographer perspective is they're using flat light where, you know, if there's no shadows, it's like a blast of light mm -hmm. and they need this, some kind of contouring on their faces. And a lot of, I would say, photographers, um, they don't really understand what contouring is. So I would like to kind of talk to you, if you could just kind of talk a little bit about it, what the contouring does, what is the process, just the kind of basic information so the photographers can understand how like much of an impact good contouring on someone's face can do to their, you know, images. I couldn't agree more when you say like how much of an impact that it does on a client. It, it is a huge impact. Contour and highlighted is like, it's really incredible. I've done tests before where I have not done highlight and contouring on mm -hmm. half my face and I've done it on the other half. And the dimension that you speak of is it's just insane. Mm -hmm. So basically the idea of highlight and contour is to bring out some features and to kind of blur away some features. Mm -hmm. So we really get that gorgeous three, three dimension look. Um, so highlight is using a lighter color. So that's a lot of times, you know, underneath the eye, the con uh, concealer mm -hmm. to brighten. Um, the beard area, I call it the beard area. Mm -hmm. So in this whole area, it's going to be lighter. And then the contour is going to usually be like around the hairline, mm -hmm. top of the ear to the corner of the mouth to really accentuate the cheekbones and make them pop. So as soon as you put that darkness there, it creates a shadow so that it, everything else kind of pops more. Mm -hmm. So the idea is playing with contrast between the light and the dark mm -hmm. to give you that three dimension. So that you don't end up with just a flat face. So the face has character. It brings out the natural features mm -hmm. of the client. It gives them features that they don't have. So it can accentuate gorgeous cheekbones. And it can also give cheekbones to someone that doesn't have it by mm -hmm. the contrast or color. Perfect. And you know, this is something which is so important. And, and one of the coolest things what I actually, well, 
like whenever I do workshops for headshot photography, I always show a model without contouring and without it. And it's like a day and night. Like you, you just completely change the shape of the faces. So how you kind of determine, you know, looking at someone, what needs to be done? Because I know a lot of those things comes from, from the experience. But for someone who doesn't have experience, like is there any tips you would like to share? Yeah, absolutely. First and foremost, the first thing I would do is study a face heart, highlight, and contour. Mm -hmm. This is so, so important to all artists. Because makeup artists are visual learners, mm -hmm. it's one thing for me to explain it, and it's another thing for someone to actually see it. So if you just Google contour and highlight face charts, mm -hmm. they'll pop up. And basically, they tell you that if someone has this shape of a face, this is where you would contour. And mm -hmm. it places exactly what you need to do. So if you study those, it'll help so much when you actually get a client that has a face shape like that, because automatically you'll know what to do. Mm -hmm. If there's just like, like a very quick way to explain it, contour helps things that are big get smaller. So mm -hmm. to use the forehead as an example, if someone has a very small far forehead, you're not going to contour because it's just going to take more away, mm -hmm. right? You want that light to stay there so it shows. If someone has a bigger forehead or like you know me I guess medium to big I can afford to contour basically the dark is going to take away from my forehead and the light is the one that's going to be a little bit more visible mm -hmm. so if it is in relation to like big and small I think that that sometimes makes it more understandable um so if a person has a very wide face which is a bigger face that mm -hmm. way then you're going to want to contour the sides of it to make it appear smaller so only the highlighted part shows. Mm -hmm. And similarly, if it's a long face, you're going to contour the top, the forehead, and you're going to contour the chin that's going to go down and around here to give the illusion of a shadow. So again, it kind of helps to balance the face. Mm -hmm. And contour and highlighting is really about that. It's achieving Perfect. balance. I think like, you know, even photographers should study this because that also kind of can teach them how to kind of see the face and then how to photograph it, right? Yeah, um, so is there any actually books or any courses you would recommend for for those type of knowledge? Is there anything out there? Probably would have to Google it and try to find something, right? Yeah, oh my God, there's so much out okay. there. But like highlighting contouring, is, it's a big thing right now. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's so much information that's accessible to anyone that wants to learn. Like as soon as you write how to highlight and contour, like you're, you'll just get just flooded like, with knowledge. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, so, that's, that's cool. no, yeah, go ahead. Right. So, so, no, go ahead. I just interrupt you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just gonna add on to what I just said, but basically, yeah, the knowledge is out there for anyone that wants to learn, mm -hmm. and there's lots of courses and stuff like that on it. I think that's all. Perfect. So my last question to you today is if you could just tell me maybe six, let's go with six factors of a good makeup. Like what is important when it comes to makeup? And again, if you, sorry, if, sorry? also if you could just kind of maybe take the photography angle. Like, like I know you looking at this whole thing from completely different perspective, but looking from kind of, let's say from the photography like you know because you do a lot of photo shoots too right so you can also this is what yeah. is fascinating about you that you're not only well communicating with photographers but also i found you can really read what needs to be done right and again that comes from experience and, and knowledge and all this stuff um, i think that when you when you care so much like 
I'm an individual that cares maybe too much about, mm-hmm. you know, about my clients. I don't think there's a such thing as caring too much, but you know, when you, when you care a lot about what, how someone feels, like you're going to be very cautious to assessing the situation, knowing how to deal with it because you care so much. Um, but thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you so much for saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that from a photography angle, what is important when, you know, with makeup is like, you first and foremost, the shininess is a huge thing. I think mm-hmm. so. For it to get technical, like actual makeup stuff, so like someone has to know how to do makeup for photo shoots. But it's going to be different than in person. When you're mm-hmm. doing it for photography for a photo shoot, you really have to make sure that it's not shiny in the areas that that it doesn't need to be. That it's flawless. That it's that it's blended. Mm-hmm. That you're choosing looks that aren't going to weigh the clients down. So that I'm not going to do a look that, you know, you're going to shoot, you're just going to feel like it's heavy where, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes if someone has really small eyes, I'm not going to go too dark because when you take the picture, you're not going to see their eyes. It's just going to mm-hmm. be really heavy. So how to make the client's features really pop to work so that it captures really well in photography. Um, do you mean specifics in terms of that, like in what I'm referring to, or did you have like specific just to, just questions? um you know it's just uh, I would say the things which yeah like the shininess I think is huge right um, the shininess number one it's it's, it's one of the yeah, things which a lot of us struggle and I think you know we've talked about it today a little bit especially with the men and then you know coming to the shoot sweaty and all the stuff and then whenever the light hits. The sweatiness just creates those crazy um, highlights and, and, and just looks bad, right? Um, but I just want to talk a little bit about, like, you know, what in your perspective also kind of um, is important for makeup, right? So, for example, like the eyes, the lips. And, and I know this whole thing sometimes has to kind of go together because heavy, let's say, eyes and no lips done going to just looks completely off right so i just want to kind of hear from you like what is the kind of the base the perfect package when it comes to the makeup like what would you include into this package yeah and i i think that you know i think that the client's features mm-hmm. are sometimes the answer okay you know so and that's the interesting thing about makeup it's like one plus one doesn't you always yes. equal two. like mm-hmm. every client comes with their own equation okay basically Skin texture, skin color, eye shape. Mm-hmm. So if someone has big eyes, if someone has a big lip, like how am I going to balance that? How am I going to accentuate it? And I think that, yeah, just like really achieving a fresh look that is the client, makes them kind of feel their best and mm-hmm. still feel like themselves without overly doing it where their features are going to get lost when, they're, when their photo is taken. Perfect. You know what? And I think that's a great answer because you cannot really apply kind of one thing to everybody. Everyone is different. Everyone has kind of different features. And then yeah. I think, yeah, like that's, that's, and I think a lot of photographers also need to understand that you cannot just slap it one type of makeup on everybody because it's not going to work. And having great makeup artists who can recognize this, I think that's just a recipe for the success, right? I agree. And I think it all depends on uh, the client, what they do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if, if we're working with a client that's an interior designer, for mm-hmm. example, 
and she's known to be edgy and fun and her page and her style is that mm -hmm. when she comes to get her makeup done that needs to be taken into consideration mm -hmm. because you're going to take her picture and she's going to use her picture on social media platforms or on the website or wherever and it has to be it has to match her style mm -hmm. so i'm not going to do like a really basic look on someone that i know has that spunk has that mm -hmm. edge you know it reflects in her work so it's really important to again assess your audience what is the nature of you know what it is that you're doing okay a headshot okay who is it for mm -hmm. what is this person like what do they represent understanding the needs and then then you can customize like a makeup look that's going to work for them mm -hmm. and um, you know sometimes you can play around with color but for the most part i think you know you got to be really careful with the color part too that's another mm -hmm. thing so it's like shininess of a thing and also the colors, the tones that you use, are they going to work well? Is it going to be flattering? Mm -hmm. So that's another, you know, big Perfect. Thing. And again, depending on the client. Perfect. You know, thank you so much for the conversation. I think that's, I've learned a lot, even though I've been doing this yeah. for, for quite a bit. And I've always been interested in, in, in the makeup part because when I've started using makeup artists for my sessions, like completely changed my work and I could see the huge difference and how much the, the makeup artists, how much they can bring to the photo shoot and how much they can kind of take this, this the, the images to completely um, different levels. So I always, as I said, admire your work. I wish I could work more often with you. Um, I know you're super busy. Yes, absolutely. So the last thing what I would like to kind of ask you, like, could you tell me where people can find you? I know you have new YouTube channel with some kind of interesting content. Um, just red carpet, let's roll for you and just kind of tell us what's what's happening in, in your life and how people can find you and how people can learn from you. Okay, well, first of all, thank you so much for uh, for this time with this podcast, for all the great questions. I think that you're, you really ask questions that are going to help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I always, what I admire about you is that you really kind of respect everyone's trade and their craft. And you've always really um, understood the value of makeup. And um, and I'm so grateful for that as a makeup artist, that you like really get it and that you always want you know to support us and work together. So thank you for that. Um, yes, yeah, so I just launched the YouTube channel a couple of months ago. I'm super excited about that. It was kind of this thing that I've always wanted to do, but, um, you know, it just didn't feel like the right time or I didn't mm -hmm. have the right support system. And so finally I launched it. And I always say, you know, as much as I love doing makeup, it's such a great platform, but I believe that it was a platform that was given to me for a, a little bit of a bigger purpose, you know, as mm -hmm. an empath and really all about helping others. And I'm uh, really kind of helping people see their own potential. So the YouTube channel that I have, hopefully it kind of mixes my two worlds of, you know, my love for makeup and my love for people together. And I just really want to inspire and motivate anyone that I can. And um, so that my YouTube channel can be found. I think all my information you can find mm -hmm. on Instagram. So my Instagram okay. handle is at Mariam, M-A-R-I-A-M underscore Akbar, A-K-B-A-R. Uh, you'll find my website my email, my phone number, and my YouTube channel. Perfect. And I'll, I'll link all those informations anyway so people can easily um, find you, especially for, you know, people from Calgary. I know the demand is going to be hopefully growing soon, as soon as this pandemic will be over. And, um, yeah, I will be looking forward to work with you. And, um, you know, thank you for all the information, all the feedback, all this um, amazing advice especially for you know photography community and as i mentioned before 
everyone who's shooting headshots, they should have, you know, makeup artists on site on all of the shoots because it's always not only helpful but also just you know brings new flavor to 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 the work and and, and makes flavor, makes clients more happy i found that that that's, that's right. really kind of can elevate you know this 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 whole thing to completely different level okay thank you mario for chatting with 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 me um You're stay in touch and then and, um, we'll be we'll be we'll be chat again very soon Sounds good. Bye, everybody.